I speak to you in the name of God who creates, redeems, and sustains. Amen. You know, all of us are living in such collective stress right now in our lives. We are months into a pandemic. Our country, country is extremely divided over politics. More and more people are becoming aware of the racial injustice that is embedded in our society, especially after the death of George Floyd. And now at this time, as, as parents are, are gearing up for their kids to go to school, children and teachers and parents are all stressed out about whether to go or stay at home. And the list goes on and on. Now, stress itself is not a problem, but stress can become a problem when we feel like we cannot control it, when the pressure on us outweighs our ability to cope. And when we feel under pressure or that we can't cope, we tend to default to a patterned way of responding. Either we overfunction or we underfunction. And I have to be honest, I am a complete overfunctioner. What about you, Hannah? <laughs> no telling. <laughs> As someone who is an overfunctioner, especially during this extremely stressful time in our world, it really makes me feel like I am closer to St. Peter than ever before after seeing how he responds to Jesus in today's gospel. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, all right, come. So Peter got out of the boat started walking on the water, and he came towards Jesus. But when he noticed that strong wind, he became frightened, and he began to sink, and he began to cry out, Lord, save me. And at that point, Jesus immediately reached out his hand and called him. But he said, you of little faith, why did you doubt? So today's sermon is for the Peters among us, myself included, who feel that we must overfunction in our relationship with God. So those who are joining us today who are underfunctioners, you know who you are. You can just take a mental health break right now and just chill out until we get to our office hymn. Meanwhile, to the Peters among us who are overfunctioners, we have to chat. Let's be honest. We really do want to walk on water. We really do want to defy the laws of gravity, and we want to defy the laws of nature. We really do want to exceed our own God-given limitations and do everything. We want to do everything perfectly. We want to do everything flawlessly. We want to do everything miraculously. And we constantly push ourselves to try harder and harder and to do more, be something other than who we are, because if we do, then maybe God will really love us that maybe God 
will think of us as, our, as God's favorite. Maybe we can cover a multitude of sins and screw-ups. I am over-functioning right now. I am in three different churches at one time this weekend. I don't know how that happens. It is miraculous. Yes, yes, ma'am. So those of us who are over-functioners like Peter know why he sets out this morning to walk on the sea. And you know, for a while, just for a little while, he is successful. We are always successful when we overfunction at the beginning. And even when the, the waves are challenging his balance and, and the wind is blowing against him and the water against his face, Peter does make some strides as he walks towards Jesus. And then he loses his focus. He loses his center and it begins to sink. My fellow overfunctioners might seize on this opportunity today to focus on Peter's lack of faith. If you'd only tried harder, Peter, you could have made it. But I, instead, I wonder, I wonder if this gospel story has something entirely opposite to say to all of us this morning. Stepping away from the safety of his boat, Peter is trying with all of his heart to prove himself loyal to and faithful in Jesus. But maybe Peter is working too hard and for no reason. What makes us think that we have to walk on water in the first place? What I didn't realize till recently is that Jesus didn't ask Peter to walk on the water. This is all Peter's idea anyway. He says, Jesus bid me to come to you. And Jesus, God, out of God's deep love for us, is always willing to give Peter and us enough autonomy to do really stupid things, if we wish. And so Jesus looks at him and says, okay. This so-called miracle of Peter's works out for a few steps, but then he just sinks. Does this make Peter a failure? I don't think so. Now, Jesus does have some hard words for Peter at this point. You of little faith, why did you doubt? But is Peter's little faith really about his inability to walk on water? Or instead, it's about his doubt that just being in the boat, simply being a faithful, beloved child of God, just being in the boat is enough. Now, if you look at Christian art throughout the ages, the boat is a symbol for the church, the community of the beloved, the safe haven for the faithful. Even our church architecture reflects this notion. There's a reason why we call this space the nave. And those of you who know this, this space very well, well, and those of you who are here, um, if you look up at the roof of this church, this historic church, it makes things look like 
We are in an upside down boat. In the gospel this morning, Peter's boat is being battered by the waves of a stormy world. He panics, and in typical over-functioner fashion, Peter decides that he needs to do something about this situation instead of just knuckling down and trusting that God is with him. I wonder if it ever occurs to Peter to just stay put and to navigate the boat safely to shore. Instead of doing, could Peter just simply focus on just being? In this story, Peter cannot. And so what does Jesus do when Peter clicks into do rather than to be mode and he begins to sink? What does Jesus do to us when we begin to overfunction and sink? Matthew tells us, immediately he reaches out and offers his hand and he catches him. Recently, I was trying to walk in water, not literally. But as a person who strives for, for perfectionism a lot of times and, and approval, I was preaching without notes in my congregation in Baton Rouge. I knew that the canon to the ordinary was watching and her significant other. I knew all these other people were in the congregation. And I just got a little hot-headed and I was like, well, I'm going to be really good in this sermon. And, and in the middle of me over-functioning, in the middle of this sermon, the thing that I had always been afraid of through nightmares that when you get up to speak, that you will just blank out. Well, in the middle of my sermon that I thought was going really well, there was a loud noise in the back of the church that went, and at that moment, everything left my head, and I began to have this conversation in my head. While I'm still talking, um, you can't fail. You can't mess up. So you're going to have to keep on, keep on talking and, and not stop, and, and you'll get back. And so I started talking. It was the sermon about the weeds and the wheat. And I started talking about my mama grew weeds at home, and, and I just love to go and just play in the weeds. And I'm thinking to myself, that doesn't make any sense. That's not true. But I didn't want anyone to think I was a failure. Then in my head, I was like, well, they're going to think I'm crazy because as a kid, I didn't play in weeds. And so finally, as I was thinking, I just stopped. And I looked at the camera and my friend Marsan, who was recording it. And I said, I am so sorry. I just blanked. I don't know what to say. This has never happened before. This is my biggest fear. And I just need to regroup. And I just stopped. And like Jesus, I looked at Marsan, and she just went like this. And she said, you got this, and we love you. And it was like Jesus picking me out of that water after I was just walking like this and just went straight down. I came out, and I realized that I faced my greatest fear. And it was okay. I was with people who loved me, and it was okay. And I didn't have to be perfect 
And so in hindsight, it's making me realize that I don't have to overfunction, especially in this world that we live in, of always having to be the best priest and having the best video and the best sermon, even though this is a good one, um, um, of, of, of um, now I'm losing my track of thought. Thank you, Lord. No, um, of just trying to be, have to be real. And, and, and all of us need to do that, whether we're parents or we're musicians or we're clergy, especially new clergy. Um, we don't have to be perfect. And God is okay with who we are because God reaches God's hand out to us. And we don't always have to get out of the darn boat and try to walk in the darn water. We just need to be. Because this is such good news, my friends, because we can just let all the other stuff go and then we can just relax and we can focus and be with the Lord. Trying to be perfect, forget about it. Trying to fight back the waves of life, forget about it. Trying to walk on water, just forget about it. Could it be that Jesus is trying to save us from the ridiculous pressures that we put on ourselves and others? Could it be that Jesus is trying to save us from working so hard as we try to wrestle the wind? Could it be that Jesus is reaching out Jesus's hand, trying to keep us from our constant drive to be more or different than what we already are? Could it be that Jesus this morning is not asking anything of us just to simply be and to trust in his love, saving the doing, not to demonstrate to God how hard we are working for God's love, but instead as a way of thanking God for the love that God is already showing us, and especially in giving God's only son for us. There is nothing that we can do that will earn more of God's love for us, that will prove our love to God, that will show how faithful we are than just to be. Just to be God's beloved children. And what we can do, is, like Peter, we should just sit in the boat and just bask in that love. Peter tried, all of us have tried, And God and God's mercy has allowed us all to fail miserably. That's why I love the work of Brene Brown. It saved my life about rising strong because we all are going to fail, especially when we get into the arenas of life. We can either drive ourselves crazy by keeping on with the trying to be perfect or like Peter, we can be carried by Christ back into the boat, back to shore, back to the safe ground, perhaps to learn the hard way that God doesn't want our attempts or tries, but for only to look at us as we bask and as we be. So dear siblings in Christ, Please know in your heart and in your bones, deep in your bones, that we are all covered with God's perfect love.
and we are all free from the obligation of trying to prove our love of God to God, instead, God will show forth God's love to us. And through the power of this love, we are shielded and sheltered from the power of the uncertain waters of this world that we all live in right now. And with the gift of this love, we must never feel like we should ever have to walk on water. Instead, we're all invited just to sit in the boat and believe and to be carried wonderfully God's blessed shores of that beautiful lakeside.